0: the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, hour number two of the Weekend Gardener. Mike Raley here along with Rufus Edmonston and uh, joining us from Lee County and the Cooperative Extension Service is Amanda Wilkins and and thank you so much for for coming up and and joining joining us. Uh, You're very nice and and uh, good morning to Bill your boss, uh, yeah. for recommending you.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, it gives me a hard time about it, but he keeps on my uh, I am
0: so glad he did that, and, <laughs> and he's a listener, and I, I, I appreciate it. Bill, good morning to you. I want to say good morning also to Steve Wade. I hope Steve is listening. Steve is a longtime listener of The Weekend Gardener. I met him yesterday. He was up here promoting a book, The Naval Academy, A Parent's Ponderings from Home Port. And his daughters, he has two daughters, and, and they both went, both graduated from the Naval Academy. Wow! What an accomplishment! And it's his his um, it's dedicated uh, to the Naval Academy and those those wonderful girls. And uh, it's, uh, it's What's quite, the name of it again, Mike. The Naval Academy: A Parent's Ponderings from Home Port. Huh. Steve Wade, and Steve <clears throat> Steve is a, is a big boy he's in he's in the realm of uh, Joe the bouncer and and, and and big John big john, yeah, yeah, he's big I wanted to stand on my tiptoes, but that didn't do any good. Uh-huh. I can only really do that so long now,
2: <laughs> oh, we can throw a ballerina the <laughs> we can throw a fat leg in there and got a crown
0: fat leg tall too,
2: yeah, fat leg's tall he's 6'2". Okay. six two
0: all right. You had your uh, your uh, SBI agents are all over the place. <laughs> They're sheriffs. Oh yeah, yeah. U.S. Marshal. Yeah, all over the place. So it's an honor honor always to encounter them. But uh, Steve, uh, I I saw the book in here. You left a copy of of the book, and uh, and I was so nice. It was so nice to meet you yesterday, and congratulations on. Uh, being a great father and having such wonderful children, uh, successful children. And uh, Billy Howe is with us from the State Farmers Market, another successful place. Uh, Billy, uh, I know you're, you're happy this morning because uh, you're out at the State Farmers Market enjoying yourself, and it's co- kind of chilly, isn't it?
3: It's a little bit chilly. It may warm up a few more degrees.
0: yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the high today is about fifty-three. So it's not—it uh, wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. much below that this morning when I woke up. But mm-hmm. so it's not gonna. And I think the you know it's pretty uh, windy out there this morning too. As a uh, cold front is is coming through, and it's gonna be gonna be rat chilly in the morning when you get <laughs> up to go to go to church. So uh, keep yeah. that in mind, and if you go out to the farmers market today, yeah, this. Plenty to plenty to see. What do you What do you got out there under the farmer's building this morning?
3: Well, I have a our winter produce, uh, greens and uh, carrots and potatoes, and, uh, but we have a lot of cut flowers. Um,
1: oh,
3: I, I saw people coming in yesterday still buying uh, cut flowers. I guess that's the good part about having Valentine's Day on Wednesday. You get two. Get the middle of the week or two different weekends to choose from to go out with your special someone, and uh, they. I'm sitting here looking at all different types of flowers that um, yet you don't always see everywhere and kind of unique ways that they uh, arrange these flowers.
2: Are those hothouse grown? Of course, Billy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that you took some home with you. If I hadn't, I might well have got beat across the head. Rupert. All right, good. We don't want we don't we don't want a head beaten man around here.
0: No, <clears> that's <throat> no, not worth it. I, I've, I've done it for forty nine years here. Right? Business. Doesn't well, ben, do they,
2: I, I, I'll say one thing: you're not you're not to the restaurants yet, but, but but about seven o'clock this morning, I had a mighty fine biscuit and sirloin from the farmers market
0: with the big big tomatoes on it and you mayo were, you you got up and, and went to the farmer's market restaurant at seven o'clock yes sir good gracious what else did they install in there besides that that bovine valve i
2: was
1: gonna say didn't you well,
2: you don't usually like to get up early it's... no I, I don't but i'm i'm i was wide awake at 5 30
0: the, the rufus reformation period
2: yeah but it sure was good billy
0: tenderloin now that's getting close to what uh our old commissioner graham had he's got him a sandwich out there that yeah. involves tenderloin and, and onion yeah. yeah i've had that one too <laughs>
2: i don't know what brother Troxler
0: has it's his I favorite know. i don't know but uh yeah that um so much uh, to enjoy out there and we'll asparagus have you mentioned when we go when are we going to have asparagus fresh asparagus out there I'm not for sure when it comes, uh yeah. It's not yet. Yeah, not not quite yet.
1: It's been staying pretty cold, but it should be in the next month.
0: Yeah. So, but we're yeah. There's so many so many things. Uh, at, at some point every week we'll bring a, a new crop of something. But we're still getting those beautiful strawberries that uh, grow tunnel grown that uh, grow down near Wilmington and a lot of other things like that, along with all the greens. Might need some firewood tonight. Well, we got plenty of fire, firewood here, and uh,
3: I stopped down there this morning. I won't quite set up yet. When I got down there, German Baker was setting up all his uh, breads mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and pretzels Whew. and all that good stuff that he has, mm-hmm. and uh, I was looking for, we did have like the microgreens were here this morning, and, and
0: there's several different baked goods, and. Are they just easier to chew?
3: Yeah. Well, well, what they explained to me if you take this little—well, it's not a sprout because it's one step above a sprout. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they told me the microgreen is actually kind of a. Now, sprout. what
0: is what is the uh, microgreen uh, and fat back ratio?
3: I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm going to be trying to eat healthy. I don't know how much fat back. Oh,
0: come
2: on, man. Somebody bring me some fat (laughs) back. That's right. (laughs) But but I did
3: find the one thing you can do with those microgreens is kind of be a rebel. And I ate some um, sweet pea sprouts or microgreens down there, and I was thinking to myself, man, if I'd have went to my grandma's garden when I was a kid and pulled up a couple of them fresh little sprouts, uh huh. She would have daggone had a fit on me.
0: She would have chased you around the yard, wouldn't well, they, she, with a switch?
3: To, they encourage you eating those little things. Uh huh. And and I tried to sweet tea one one time, and it tastes just like eating the pea pods. Yeah. And, and it has the same nutrient as what that whole plant will have at its maturity.
0: That's amazing. It really it, is. It is amazing. So are they are they under the farmer's building? They are great. I have to look, look them up building. today.
3: They've
1: got live floor mats
3: up there on top of their tables. what looks like. Live uh-huh. floor mats.
0: They aren't moving, are they? <laughs> Come on now.
1: In very slow motion,
3: they're moving. <laughs> very, very slow motion. That, when the wind was blowing a little bit this morning, they were kind of moving back and forth. Mm.
0: Oh, wow. How about that? That is fascinating. You just never know what you gonna find out there. What about up in the market shops? Oh,
3: Lord, I'll tell you what they have. <laughs> <laughs> all the cakes and pies and yeah. lemonades and coffees and all all that good stuff. Where you need right here or we'll take it home with you. Uh, and if you're one of those people that just love the cold, this morning it's a little bit cool, but they got ice cream, milkshake, uh, got meat, uh, local grown here in North Carolina. Uh, stuff I hadn't never seen before. You know, yeah, you know, I go in there and I look like at may farm. So with all the different cheeses and meats and five or six different varieties of eggs. Uh, sometimes I
2: have ostrich eggs. Sometimes I have guinea eggs. And-
0: Rufus, have you ever had an ostrich egg omelet?
2: No, but I've certainly had guineas. When I grew up, my grand- granddad and grandma had guineas that ran through the yard. Yeah, And they were crazy things. Just yeah. crazy. <laughs> wanted to run, the rest to follow them. And They were just funny. Did they
0: taste like chicken eggs?
2: Yeah, very much. Now, goose eggs, great big goose eggs. I never tried it. My mama mama said that when she was a young girl that Tweetsie would come. uh, They lived on a farm on the mountain city side of Boone. Right. That Tweetsie would climb so slowly up that mountain that she would gather uh, goose eggs during the day. Hobo jump on the train as it was going slowly up the mountain. Go into Boone and sell the eggs and come back the same way on the end of the day. Wow. What a wonderful story! That
0: is a great story. <laughs> so yeah. inventive. Yeah, I've had goose, but I haven't had goose eggs. Yeah,
1: I feel like there's a, there's got to be at least half a dozen different types of eggs I've seen at the farmers market. Here yeah, in Raleigh. probably
0: so. And yeah. you know, the fresh chicken eggs are are amazing.
2: Oh, that wonderful yellow mm. yellow yeah. yolk. Now, now, Billy. You talk about your grandmother. My grandmother had a, a rhubarb patch. Mm. And if anybody got within five, and it was in the edge of the tobacco field, and <clears throat> I know she would take a big, big chains and put around it because sometimes the people come to measure the tobacco with stomp, uh, measure the tobacco land back when they did acreage, would come and step on it. And that rhubarb patch lived. It had to be over 100 years old, but I don't think I've ever seen any rhubarb at the farmer's market. Mm-mm. And and I predict you never liked it. I don't know why you messed up a good strawberry pie with rhubarb in it. <laughs> 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 why well,
4: we
3: don't have
0: it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had rhubarb. Have you had rhubarb, Billy?
3: They, I did try some. They, when I worked inside the prison system at the uh, schoolyard, uh, they grew rhubarb. Uh-huh. And uh, and they did – they had a little culinary art class there. They used that rhubarb and made the pie. Yeah. I didn't run out and start planting rhubarb. Yeah.
5: Well,
2: I, 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 don't, I don't mean to knock it, but I just couldn't figure out why. Was you yeah. want to mess up a strawberry you, pie with rhubarb? Do you like it, Amanda?
1: I had never had it until 2014 when I was on Martha's Vineyard in the northeast.
2: What? Yeah. yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, well, by good golly, I, Lordy. I
1: lived on Martha's Vineyard for a year. Did you not know
0: that? No, no. good gracious, absolutely. I mean,
1: well, that was. Were you near the but, Kennedy
0: compound? I, I,
1: I was near many a compound, but yeah, I bet. But rhubarb—that was the first time I had ever seen it and and cooked it because the the people who lived on the island they grew it and they cooked with sake. it and they added it to their pastries and things. And I was kind of with you. I said, I think I'd rather have a strawberry than a rhubarb plant. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. If that isn't a magic piece of information that's right to spend a year at Martha's Vineyard where they grow rhubarb, which is about the most country thing other than grits,
0: yeah, that I know of.
1: Oh, well, then I can just regale you with stories after we finish up with Billy howe
0: yeah <laughs> well, well Billy, uh, what else what just else don't finish you... him off no, 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 we want uh. <laughs> We, we got to talk about a finish rest.
1: with, not finish off. We
0: got to talk about a Rufus dog. We could add some rhubarb to a Rufus dog. Well, now I did do this, Billy. The day before I went to
2: take my operation to get a new cow valve put in my heart, <laughs> I said this may be my last last day on this earth, and I'm going to have two Rufus dogs. Be dogged if I didn't go by and have them.
0: You didn't have onion breath on the operating I'm table, sure did you? I'm sure I <laughs> did. <laughs> I'm sure they say,
2: yeah, "Let's get that boy out of here." But I that's
0: lo- why that's why they sent you home so fast.
2: For goodness' sake, I said this may be my last days on this earth, and I'm not going without
0: having had a couple of good Rufus dogs. Amen to that. How about and that is a real compliment, Billy. Yeah. I mean that he wanted wanted Rufus dogs as his What's last, last
2: meal, the <laughs> and they the wanted day. me to try a stir fry thing they've got too, which it's was good, excellent. Like yeah yes it's good it was excellent hmm. stir-fried vegetables and stir-fried beef yeah and then two ruthless dogs in fact I, I just was a hog about it but to, to <laughs> gone in to get a cow Val, well
0: don't take any chances That's right. yeah, yeah. one for each hand <laughs> yeah. Go, gobble it down dogs. what's that like the it's
2: an awful story to tell but uh this man's mother-in-law died up north, and they emailed him and said, uh, shall we bury your cremate? He said, take no chances. Do both. <laughs> so it's like,
0: sounds like a J.C. Knowles joke. <laughs> well, oh, well, we're laughing about buddy everything this morning, I think. Ooh, Betty. Yeah. So, uh, Billy, there is a great restaurant there, Market <laughs> Grill, and then – uh, the farmer's market restaurant of which uh, Rufus has already spoken and, and um, then the seafood restaurant So opens up about 11, right? Right. That's
3: right. And the Hunos right behind the seafood restaurant. And that's where
0: you get the fat back and the chedlins.
3: That's where you get the fat back for your microgreens.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I'm sure if anybody a fan of microgreens right now is really rolling their eyes and saying, what <laughs> a doofus. Probably. i uh I'm sorry.
2: But are those those it. things you grow in those little little glasses of water? So, is that what you're talking about? So
1: you're t- so there's two things. There's microgreens and then there are um bean sprouts. And so microgreens typically are um from the the brassicas. They're bra- they're like baby kale, baby cabbage, baby um, <laughs> well, um I don't you know, care. I don't care what, what kind of kale it is. You just baby
2: middle aged old, old <laughs> kale. <laughs> They have some rhubarb.
0: Right, I'm going to bring in you in some rhubarb and You're going to
1: really love then. Does, but does it no, grow so in the, water? Does so not come? typically. No, they do. They grow it in. They they typically grow it in a sterile media, like almost like a finely ground vermiculite, yeah. um, peat mix, because they want it to grow fast and they want it to um, uh, to not get diseases. Right. Because very seen, prone to it.
2: I have seen what I have been talking about out there. Uh, a little wall-like thing with all kinds of little tiny containers mm. with water in them, and some sort of a greenery growing out of it.
1: Yeah, that's usually or called hydroponics. hydroponics, and and yeah. you can sometimes grow microgreens in those. But typically, people are usually going yeah. to be growing like lettuce and yeah. and and I had herbs. Some one in that time. it
2: was good. It was in the middle of the winter, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rufus. Yes, sir. When you when you come out here next time, you can. Come
3: get me. I don't want you to get mixed up when you go to see the microgreens and end up at super sod. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. That, that could happen. That could happen. Oh, goodness. So,
1: oh,
2: man. Well, mm. I will, I'll get you, Billy. I'll, I'll, I'll come get you. You come get me. I'll walk you I might get down there on one of those sods. And just yeah, be sure and dust your off way the way
0: greens. Uh, get that dirt oh, off of there God. before you. Shh, oh. A mouthful of dirt, too.
2: Well, I think he's referring to my, to my cow valve. I might want to go out there and start eating on that grass. Well, that, that's
0: true. That, that's that's very true. Uh, Rufus is. So uh, what's Rufus doing? He's grazing right now. <laughs> it's not in court today. <laughs> oh Lord, Billy, thank you so much, buddy.
2: Uh, thank y'all. Y'all come
0: see him. Uh, we shall. Rufus already has. <laughs>
2: yeah. we are going to end up running this show on the ground.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, it, it, many years ago did that happen? That you ran a, the
2: show into the ground.
0: Yeah, we've we've pretty much run it into the ground.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, Well, it's funny. One of the
2: most popular shows, uh, uh, I spoke of speaking to the Chapel Hill Gardens Club. At least out of the 40, 50 people there, I'm sure a good 10 to 12 said they were regular listeners. Well, what's wrong with the rest of them? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's what I I outlined. I said, 680 on your AM dial, 8 to 11 o'clock.
0: Uh, and ninety eight point five yeah. FM,
1: yeah, or the internet. That's or the internet. Most my mom, or you can listen this morning as well. Good for
0: her. <laughs> yeah, wptf dot com. Uh, there are apps like TuneIn Radio. You can get WPTF, and also there is a podcast that you can find on Apple or oh, Google is there or really? yeah, I yeah. That. That's right, and and it's I don't know. There's six seven hundred episodes of it. Wow. So we've, we're pretty close to getting pretty close to two thousand shows by now since 1985, I think. Because you know, once a week.
2: I'm sure that that's how Joe the Bouncer gets us. And, yeah. And thank you, Joe, for all your good wishes and and uh, and goodies. Uh, you know, he's a goodie man.
0: He'll, that's right. He'll
2: send you goodies.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, there are a lot of ways you can listen to the Weekend Gardener, but we we hope you will listen. I think it'll I think it'll make you feel better. We are can be silly, but that's just that's just the way it goes.
2: Well, I have people tell me that we don't garden, but we we love the way y'all talk to one another, and they it say it's a lot of civility there. It's so yeah. hard to get things now where people are civil to one another, right?
0: And laugh and, 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 and have even, a good time. In my
2: garden show talk the other day, yeah. I ended up. I said, "Now look." But we've talked about camellias and hydrangeas today. Let's talk about civility Yeah. and how people can get along if they'll just listen to one another.
0: You will. You will transport back in time. Yes. You know. If I don't know if you've ever seen the the movie uh, with Van Johnson and Gene Kelly, Brigadoon. About. I've seen.
2: I've seen sip it, So yes. Yeah.
0: The, this is Brigadoon. Yeah. We appear because of love. Yeah. Once a week, yeah. love brings us back. Yeah. So,
2: and we put we are able to put ourselves in somebody else's position, right? And have empathy. Yeah, and and, and a good give thing some advice. Is, is some sometimes messy. it's
0: right, sometimes it's
2: not. Yeah,
0: some kind <laughs> right. like the weather forecast.
1: Well, you know, Rufus, I, I think that's one of the reasons why. You know, I I know I'm a young person, and usually I know that my family really considered me crazy when I had originally decided to go into horticulture right out of high school with not having a horticulture program in high school at all. Yeah. I didn't do any horticulture mm-hmm. formally until I no went 4-H to No four H or anything. No four H or anything. Oh well, my goodness. I didn't even know that there was a cooperative extension office in Gaston County until I went to NC State. But I have found in in, in my time in this field that gardening is the great equalizer. Amen. And it and it is The most humbling thing I think anyone can do because I have spoken to people at many levels. I have been, I went to Costa Rica three weeks ago and I was walking around with this 80 something year old lady. She was one of the founding members of the Costa Rica Orchid Society and she was dressed to the nine showing this Master Gardener group around her property and I mean, and th- I'm we're standing on the side of a mountain looking at the central valley of Costa Rica, most beautiful thing you've ever seen, and she is just showing us her orchids and sharing right. her orchids with us. Right? Were they, they
0: growing in trees?
1: They're growing everywhere. Yeah. Lord of mercy, yeah. like, sh- it's just not even fair. So you
0: took your master gardeners to Costa Rica?
1: So there's a there's a program called the Extension Travel Study Program. Oh. Through nor- for through NC State Extension. Yeah. and um so they do i think every about, other year they go got to about Costa 15 Rica, seconds and yeah. they're going to be going to the netherlands and so typically there is an extension agent that goes with that trip and another staff person from extension and they lead folks usually it's extension yeah. master gardeners from north carolina but there's yeah. also a few other people and it's a good time Great.
0: we'll take some calls uh, coming up after the news Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Amanda Wilkins from the Cooperative Extension Service in Lee County. And let's see, let's go to Doug. Doug, thanks for waiting and thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. Yes, sir. Hey,
4: morning. you got me all excited talking about rhubarb growing up on
0: of Minnesota. Oh, you like you like rhubarb? Okay. Well, he said he's
4: from Minnesota, uh, Tommy, though. Is that right? We used to make rhubarb pie, rhubarb sauce, and we'd even cut the steak, here. cut the rhubarb off, and dip the ends in sugar and eat the rhubarb raw. It was, oh my! It was How about wrong.
0: that? Well,
4: but uh, the reason I was calling is uh, pre-emergent on cool grass on. Um, best year when's the time to
0: put that out so you're trying to prevent crabgrass and and some of the other weeds but mainly crabgrass and i think february at at some we used to put it out around the same time that forsythia uh was blooming Mm -hmm. but uh the way the the way the temperatures are now i haven't seen any have you seen any forsythia no not not blooming yeah so i you know around that around that time is I think where when the extension service uh, late late February early March somewhere I think usually Amanda
1: yes 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 so I, I've heard I've heard kind of the rule of thumb is is February 14th is kind of as a time to put out your pre-emergence on your cool season grasses um, but really the so the recommendation from turf files uh, the turf folks at NC State is is to to have an approximately 55 degrees soil temperature for three to four consecutive days because a lot of our a lot of the weeds that come up in our turf grass they are um they're stimulated by that soil temperature so it's not really the air temperature it's the soil temperature and i'm trying to figure out where it was um there is actually a tool from syngenta or somebody i'm gonna try and look for it where you can actually look at the soil temperature data for your area, and that that was that was the tool that they were recommending for turf grass managers, so that fifty five degrees for three to four consecutive days, and that's when you should put your pre emergent out okay, so we're getting pretty close, but we're not quite there yet,
0: yeah, now
2: Is that coming granular and powder. <clears throat>
0: Pre-emergence, uh, I, I think you can get liquid, uh, mm-hmm. too. And, uh, but, that yeah, granular. There's usually a granular. But then you have to put it out again in maybe early June.
5: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah and you should always apply your pre-emergent based on the recommendations because depending on what formulation you use, they may tell you that you can only put that pre-emergent out two to three to four times a year. And so once you've done that, if you apply it over that – that number of applications time you can hurt your grass right Right. so you really need to make sure you're reading that label um before you apply that pre-emergent um so i I hope that was helpful and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep sleuthing because i did that soil temperature tool it was like a it was like a website that you could put your uh your um, zip code in and it would pull the data up for you now that's of course cool.
0: uh this is the this is the time when you put your lightest uh lowest uh nitrogen uh out for your for your landscape for the uh for the grass uh, this is traditionally the around valentine's day is, mm-hmm. is when you do that so if you need some fertilizer, that's also the time to do that but it this is the lightest application. Mm -hmm. for that and uh, some people don't like to do it at all so it no but the extension service i think recommends basically labor day and thanksgiving and and uh, valentine's valentine's day Day. and then but you can't but in the meantime if you put the pre-emergence out you can't plant any grass either so if you're planning to do that fescue or whatever you can't any kind of seed it's not going to germinate
1: yep great point so Mike, I just I just found it. The 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 website is called greencastonline.com. But if you put in soil temperature map greencast into your search engine, you'll probably pop up. And um and it turns out I just pulled it up and I put in for Sanford, North Carolina, where I live. And um and I should put my pre-emergent out if I was going to, um, probably this weekend because we have had three consecutive days above 50 degrees in Sanford. But it's going to be, you should put your zip code in because everybody's, even though we're all in the triangle, everybody's soul temperature is different depending on where you're living. So that is greencastonline.com and soul temperature map is what that's called. And you can put your zip code in and find out um, that data.
0: The, uh, yeah, the... There are a couple of, Stan, one of our listeners just sent a thing and there's a thing at Turf Files about pre-emergent herbicides for turf grasses uh, as you just mentioned and there's also when to apply pre-emergence. There's a thing called NCSCO weather map and when I punch on that it gives you soil temperatures also if I can do that. Okay. That
1: may be at, I just make sure it's got the right zip code because they sometimes do it for Lake Wheeler Road. Well, that's, oh, that's excellent. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's at the that's at the climate office too at NC State. Yeah,
0: climate.ncsu.edu. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, let me check.
2: Now, if you're going to go from the top of Lake Wheeler Road, which which starts downtown, mm-hmm. and go all the way down to Harney County, which which part of Lake Wheeler Road are you talking about?
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's where that zip code's really important, because right, at it least is. you'll get pretty yeah. close to where you're at. Well, I
2: live on Lake Wheeler Road. <clears throat> they don't
1: You're me.
0: the Baron of of <laughs> yeah. Lake Wheeler Road. Right. Yeah. The Prince. So.
1: Well, Doug, I hope that
2: was helpful for you.
0: Yeah. Well, if it, if it wasn't, it ain't nothing we can do about it.
2: Well, Doug is about to talk me into to trying you, rhubarb again. Hey, Rhubarb. Sense. Get a recipe for rhubarb pie. Don't don't put those strawberries in there. Just straight rhubarb okay. Well, now that's what. Okay. That that's what was bothering me about my grandma would not make a, a a strawberry pie without putting some rhubarb in there, and I kept thinking, why mess up the strawberries? Now I'm willing to try a rhubarb pie. There you go. But he's a skeptic. Yeah, I'm a skeptic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's an adventurous okay. uh, skeptic.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's willing. Well, Doug, I appreciate it.
4: what off this year in
0: Would you say, sir?
4: Rufus the Jimmy V had this are they going to kick that off again this year?
2: that is that is never no, going. Uh, Doug we since our wonderful friend Crockett Long died, uh, right. <clears throat> the the tournament just went with him, and uh, I regret that, but at least over the year, as you know, Doug, we did raise almost eight million dollars for the kids with cancer at Duke right. Hospital, and we can be so proud of that. And the
0: foundation is still there. You can still contribute. Uh, they're doing a lot of work, uh, financing a lot of work, a lot of research. Right, the so, Jimmy B. Foundation. That Correct. that continues. Yes.
4: Okay. All right. Well, I've got several guys asking about it yep. on my team, so
0: I'll
2: come. It, uh, Doug, it's not worth with giving to the Duke Children's
0: Hospital. That's it's sure. definitely not. I understand. But thank Great. you, Doug. All right, thank you. Bye. Go eat some rhubarb this morning. Rhubarb and eggs. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Steve. Hey, Steve. is in Garner.
6: Hey, how y'all doing this morning? We're doing fine. fine. Apparently, yeah. 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 like you're having a good time. That's right. We are. Every, yeah. every weekend. I've been doing some weeding. Good for you. Getting out there, I almost filled up my uh, yard waste can. <laughs> it's amazing how fast that chickweed grows. Mm-hmm.
2: You get down on your knees, Steve?
6: No, I I, I have a, a, a garden cart with wheels on it that I okay put it
2: on and all right uh, roll around. That's that's one of those aids. I'm talking about people a little bit older and people with some disability.
6: Yeah. It's getting up out of that when I get done is what's tough.
2: Yeah, well, the, the thing I have, you go you go down on your knees, and it has two sidebars mm-hmm. getting back up. It's you got to have some upper it's body strength, too. Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: That
5: yeah. sounds uh, good.
6: Anyway, I just thought I'd uh, remind everybody that the Daylily Club is meeting on uh, March the 10th. And uh, at the uh, J.C. Ralston Arboretum at 2 o'clock, and that's a Sunday. We've moved our venue and our our, uh, time to a daytime for uh, us older people that have a hard time driving at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, our guest speaker is going to be Joe Hudson of Mad Cat, Daylilies, and he is bringing daylilies with him to auction, and he will be discussing his hybridizing program. Very good. Um, so that would be really uh, cool. an interesting subject.
2: Yeah, he's going, going to have the, the blue. People one.
6: that live down in the Fable area, <laughs> the uh, there is a Sandhills Daylily Club that they can attend, and they meet at the uh, Arboretum. What is that one called Sand Hills Community College? Is that where they meet? The Arboretum down in Spavel
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
6: they meet there. And,
1: and there's Cape Fear
0: uh, Arboretum, or is that it? I, don't I can't
6: know. think of the name of it now. I've been my, my wife's having a senior moment, too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's amazing. What I a pair. It'll come to me as an epiphany later, I guarantee you. But anyway, they meet um, on a, a t- Tuesday, isn't it? Or a Thursday? Anyway, I, they, they're in the uh, Area uh, 15 daily website, and uh, Region
0: 15. Is it the Cape uh, Fear Botanical Garden?
6: Information from their website. Is it the
0: Cape Fear Botanical Garden? Cape oh, yeah.
6: Fear, that's it. That's okay. it. Good for you. Thank you. I still have those rain lilies if anybody wants to get some, and they can find my address and phone number on the Raleigh Daily Club website. I am listed as a display garden uh, with the name Just One More. So anytime <laughs> that uh, somebody wants to come, just give me a call ahead of time, and we'll dig some up for them.
2: Well, yeah, they're, they're right now blooming, aren't they?
6: No, they've already bloomed out, and it's just greenery.
2: Yeah, well, mine, mine still have a few. The rain lilies still have a a, a few blooms.
6: Yeah, ours bloomed in September, October area, so they, they're now just a clump of green, uh, and they're very healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, if, if anybody's interested in that, I can I can definitely share with them.
0: Very good. Steve, thank you very much.
6: Sure enough. You guys have a good day. You You too.
0: too. Bye. Sherry is in Raleigh. Sherry, good morning. You're on WPTF.
5: Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Fine. Good morning. Um, I have a question about some geraniums. My sweet mother-in-law, she lives in Lynchburg, Virginia, and she keeps sending me these pictures of these beautiful geraniums that are in full bloom. And I was just wondering if there was a winter geranium.
1: Are they, is she, Is she growing them outside or is she growing them inside? Well, they're
5: in a pot and they're in her garage at nighttime. It's cold there. She lives in Central Virginia. Yes. And she said when it warms up, she'll just open the garage up and they'll get, you know, on a sunny day, they'll get sun and then she'll close the garage back up at nighttime. Yes, ma'am. The garage is not heated either.
1: Yes. So, so geraniums that, that we grow as annuals, you know, the thing, the unfortunate thing is kind of a misnomer our annuals a lot that we grow are really perennials if it didn't if it didn't frost and so what she's doing is she's protecting them from the frost so they can take the cold even I, I have orchids that I can leave out to 38 and they're fine but it's wow. really that 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 frost whenever it gets below 32 32 to 28 you know the ice crystals form in the leaves and that's what okay. kills things so geraniums, they don't mind the cold. It's the frost that kills them. Yeah. Okay. So, and a lot of them are attuned to that day length change. So, they they prefer to flower kind of later in the year. Um, so as long as she's protecting them like she is and sounds like she's doing a good job.
2: Well, I have will. the same thing with begonias. Yep. Uh, Sherry. Okay. I can put those babies in in the garage, not heated, and uh, don't water them. Don't don't they don't, they don't need any water. Let them die completely down, bring them back out after the after the last frost, and there they go again.
5: Wow! I have some beautiful ones that I had this summer on my front porch, and
2: try that.
5: I, I just threw those out. And next time I'm going to keep
2: them. Absolutely, you, you mm-hmm. will find that they will be anything better better than you can buy, and and okay. they don't do as well if you if you try to bring. A begonia inside, a hanging basket begonia, they just don't do as well when you take them back out. Mm-hmm. Okay. As if you leave them outside, let them die down, don't water them, then cut them, uh, cut them to the ground, to the top of the pot, and those babies will come right back out of there.
5: They sure will. Okay, that's wonderful to
0: know. Thanks so much. Thank you, you Sherry. So Appreciate you calling.
5: Y'all have a good day. You too. too. Bye.
0: We'll talk to Rose Rhodes coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 9.51. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener, and since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard, a WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. I should say, uh, I'm back. Oh, Amanda's come back. Everybody everybody went to the bathroom, you see. Uh, so I, I want to talk to Rose Rhodes while we got uh, some time here. Hey, Rose. Hey, how are you? Great. What you been up to?
7: Well, I've been sickly, but I'm overcoming all that. I've got to because it's going to be spring soon. Yes, That's ma'am. right.
0: Well, are you feeling better?
7: Oh yeah, I'm well.
0: Okay, good.
7: I've always bragged I've never taken a doctor- uh, prescription medicine.
0: Oh, my goodness.
7: You know, except for short term. Sure. But now I have to take that forever.
0: Uh, okay. Well – It
7: doesn't pay to brag. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. That is the truth, Rose. It doesn't pay to brag. Nobody likes a braggart.
7: That's right. I forgot that. Yeah.
0: Years. And, boy, we got egos in this business. <laughs> Bragging all the time. So uh, Rose is uh, the author of Plant Propagation A Primer, and she's from Princeton, not New Jersey, but they're in Johnston County, almost in Wayne County. And uh, we're so glad that that you uh, call us from time to time.
1: Do you have comments on on uh, propagating Daphnes Rose?
0: Daphnes yeah have we I'm <laughs> sure we've talked about that before, Rose.
7: What was
0: that? Uh, propagating Daphnes. Oh yeah, winter Daphne's. That's, <laughs> that
7: is a hard one.
0: That's a real hey man. Have you have you tried that?
7: <laughs> I have. It's in my book probably. I can't. Remember. I think I had to stool it. That's about all you could do with it. I think, but I'm not sure.
0: Now it's it, what? What were you saying? Uh, fall. Is, is a good time to do that, Amanda? Is that what you were taught at NC State?
1: That was when we had propagated them for our plant propagation class. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I don't think it was necessarily a thing of time and more of availability oh, for okay. the class. Okay. But we had, I mean, that, I had success with mine doing that. But, you know, Daphne's also sometimes do that same thing that Edgeworthias do because they're in the same family as Edgeworthias. And, um, you know, so is kind of send up those little shoots from the center of the plant. And they're really young and tender. And I've seen great success with Edgeworthia digging those. I wonder if the same would go for Daphne's.
0: I don't know. They're both blooming right now in my yard. hmm So.
1: Maybe I'll do that. I, after seeing David's uh, Instagram video this morning about Daphne's, I'm, I think I'm inspired to add one to my yard because my yard— is a uh, full sand sandy loam which i have never grown in in my whole life
0: yeah but not. Uh, it's dry <laughs> yeah
1: it's so dry in the summertime um and it's dry in the wintertime so maybe maybe i just need to add a daphne or two to my yard
0: they'd be happy i think i think yeah. so maybe a little slope
1: <laughs> i do not have a slope in my okay. yard but maybe well,
0: flatlands huh well, Rose, uh, w- have you propagated anything in, in the last few months?
7: No, I'm waiting till about the middle of March. That's when I start.
0: Middle of March? Yeah, that's and-
7: when I start air layering. Oh. And then just cuttings, I do that about May or June, mostly about the last of May.
0: What do you think you'll start with this year? You have anything in mind?
7: Oh, gosh. I have a camellia called Grand Slam. Ooh. You have that, Rufus?
2: I am listening to you. I. <laughs> I, I, I don't recall the name, but I might, but I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down right now.
7: But, you know, some camellias, they say they're red, but Grand Slam is a pure red, just beautiful.
2: Back is it sort of akin time. to Professor Sargent look?
7: Mm-mm. Oh, it's, well, that's too dark. This is a pure red for Master Sergeant.
2: I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Amanda just dark. showed me a picture of it, and it is that. I have that one. Okay. Yes, I have it. Uh, it's, it's sort of akin to NC State. Oh uh, there, there's one called NC State and I have Grand Slam. Yes, I do. It well, I is was. a beautiful
0: shape.
7: Yes. That color you just don't that, see that
2: yeah, I know, so much. I know. Yeah. Hey, now, uh, I know. Hey uh Rosen Professor Sargent because how can you have any kind <laughs> of better like uh, a the the, the professor sergeant you have anything i
1: I agree with you i saw professor sergeant hey rose you want to hold
0: on because we're we got to go to the news that's perfect all right we'll hold on and go to the news